Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and we are on episode 101. Like I mentioned last week, we are starting 100 more episodes. I love the turnover. It's like we've done 100, now we're on the second 100, and they're going to be amazing. One of the places I really, really want to start is with buffering, and we're going to do that over the next few episodes, but let me begin in the beginning. The point and the value of learning cognitive mastery is that you improve your life in all the areas or or any area that you choose to focus on through the components of life that you control, which are your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. This is what you control. This is where your power is at, right? This is where in your alpha state, you are intentionally developing, creating, and living. The thoughts are the stories we tell ourselves about the world, about ourselves, and about other people. This is usually based on the past, and it's unconscious to us. So we play out the stories that were programmed or conditioned within us as younger humans. Our stories about the world is what creates our world. So when we become aware of our limiting beliefs, we have the power to choose new beliefs and practice them until they become as unconscious and efficient as our current unintentional beliefs. That's the power. That's the power of intention. You know, and this part of cognitive mastery is where you learn how to think differently so that you can believe hard things and feel better and build your results with intention. You do this through your alpha state because your beta condition will convince you that your beliefs are facts and facts are unchangeable. There's no power in you that you have over facts. You cannot change facts. You can only change your beliefs. Then there are emotions. The way you experience the world is through emotion. Owning your emotions and learning the power you have to feel them and create them is how you create the experience you want to have in your life rather than experiencing what you choose to receive by being attached to the conditioning of the brain, of your brain, and the influence of the environment. This part of cognitive mastery This emotional ownership is where you learn to feel better in the moment so you can experience life with purpose, with intention, and take action. Remember, emotions, our feelings are what drives our actions and to build your results with intention. So you do this through your alpha state because your beta condition will convince you that your emotions are determined by the environment and other people which are out of your control. Now, then there are actions, right? Finally, there are these actions. And the only way to create anything in this world is through action. You can't think and feel your way into creation. You must generate movement, cause and effect. Your free will, your imagination, your choice, all that comes from thought and all that comes from feeling And that's where creation really begins. That's where it all starts. You know, your actions are neutral in that they are a part of the laws that govern the universe 
as we understand it, as we know it, you know, they're bound by physics. Our actions are found by math. Our actions are basically a cause and effect. However, it is the effect we are after, right? It's the results. It's the life that we understand as humans externally in form. And this requires actions. You know, I emphasize cognitive and and psychology in my coaching. However, you cannot have results without action. There is so much action that I suggest that I offer to my students. And this part of cognitive mastery, you know, our actions, our inactions are always going to be the direct cause of our results, always. So this part of cognitive mastery is where you learn to take massive action. You learn to take more risk so that you can build courage and analyze that feedback that you get from your results and build your results with intention. Now you do this through your alpha state because your beta condition will convince you that in order to survive, you must stay familiar and comfortable in your behavior, which is a lie. Now, these are the components of the universal truth that we have control over and how an alpha male lives his life as he intends. This is our cognition. This is our emotion. And this is our action. Now, the reason why I start with this is because one of the first things to become aware of When enrolling as a student of Cognitive Mastery, when you go to the academy and you enroll as a student of Cognitive Mastery, one of the first things that I recommend that I offer you become aware of in your life is any buffering that you are doing. And so we got to get into buffering, right? We really want to begin this second 100 sets of episodes, of podcast episodes on buffering. So what is buffering? Look, guys, I've defined buffering as actions we take to avoid uncomfortable emotions, (laughs) right? So it's, we don't want to feel something uncomfortable, right? We don't want to feel, you know, the messages that our brain is sending us that's creating sadness or that's creating fear or that's creating, you know, shame or guilt. So what the buffering does is it is an action that the brain already identifies as something that creates emotional pleasure that releases dopamine. It allows for a synthetic and concentrated dopamine response in the brain that the brain codes or identifies as super important and that it must have more of because of the concentrated amount. Because of the synthetic and concentrated amount, the brain now kind of confuses its importance because it already has these things in smaller doses that it knows is a part of survival. So some ideas of this, like let me give you some examples of buffering. Some examples of buffering is overeating, right? Overeating in general or overeating sugar. Um, It would be drinking, over drinking, like the alcohol. It would be drugs. It would be um, over sex. Now I use the word over very intentionally because sex itself, eating itself is not buffering, but over sex, you know, that highly concentrated amount of sex where we're always into it, you know, pornography, where we're getting flashes of it all the time, over video games, too much stimulus coming from those electronic sources, whether they're video games, whether they're television, whether it's um, the social media, which is a different kind of stimulation, right? Because now we're getting into like likes and we're getting into messages and all kinds of things that are happening on our smartphone where, you know, we have those uh, acknowledges of acceptance, acknowledges of approval. And also when people disapprove, when they send us back, you know, we have that fear, startle, that all of those emotions that, that are just so easy to kind of gravitate towards and become, have, become kind of create for ourselves an over-desire for. 
So the reason why it's important to understand that is because the brain thinks that it's super important. It's not that, you know, sex is important and the brain has already coded that sex is important. You know, it's decided that we want to feel good. We want to have this pleasurable emotional response around sex in order to remind us to keep doing it and keep the species alive. That's how our relationship with sex is has been developed and conditioned to be so pleasurable. Same thing with food. When we eat food, we get that dopamine response to remind us, hey, if you want to survive, you're going to have to do this again, right? You're going to have to go out there and eat again. When you concentrate that food, when you take out and take a bunch of wheat and you mill it down into flour and concentrate it into that very, you know, highly synthetic and, and concentrated source, the brain gets a high amount of dopamine. It gets an over stimulus and now it associates that with even more importance it's like well if this thing is good then this highly concentrated thing is better and we need more of that and so we get into that over desire of food that over desire of sex that over desire of whatever it is that we've chosen as our buffer now i want to add to this definition a few things to give you a better idea of how to determine if you're buffering because i've always said you know we choose to take these actions in order to avoid uncomfortable emotions we basically want to drug ourselves right we want to self medicate we want to self dopamine so we go out and we buffer we get the dopamine we feel better we avoid those negative emotions but there are other ways to determine to become aware for you to to determine if you are buffering in your life and one of them is through looking for or finding, becoming aware in your life if if you have any net negatives. If you have an activity that feels good in the short term, but creates a negative feeling in the long term, like that net negative, or, or it gives you a, a short-term positive, a short-term pleasure, but has long-term consequence, you know, long-term negative. For example, overeating or eating large amounts of sugar, you know, in that small space of when we are eating that food, you know, our brain is releasing that dopamine. We're saying, okay, this is this is good. This feels good. This feels amazing. This is necessary for our survival, right? And we start to create that over-desire for ourselves. You know, we're, we're not feeling good. Maybe we're feeling bored. So we walk to the refrigerator. We get some quick snack. We get some quick food, some quick sugar. And all of a sudden, our brain's got that dopamine. We're feeling better and no big deal, right? In that short span, we get that quick, short-term pleasure. Of course, the net negative for that in the long term is what happens biochemically in the body. Of course, I mean, if we eat the sugar, then we're at risk. You know, we're putting ourselves more at risk of, you know, diabetes. If we're just overeating, then there's the obesity and the heart disease and other aspects that come into those long-term consequences, long-term effects of the buffering, the eating, for to serve a desire, not for eating for nutrition or not eating for sustenance or not eating for, you know, uh, to repair the muscles and, you know, create a strong, healthy body, but we're eating for that emo those emotional reasons if there's a net negative. Now, this is true in other areas. If there's a net negative around drinking, if you're waking up with hangovers or if you're having embarrassing moments or if you're not fully clear, you know, if you've, if you've got, if you've stacked up a bunch of DUIs, I would highly recommend observing that and looking at that as, hey, there's a net negative appearing in my life. That very short amount of pleasure that I'm deriving from this substance, from this buffer, is creating for me these net negatives in my life. Another way you can look at buffering is that you're avoiding looking at yourself. And this is kind of a bit of a procrastination. I've noticed from my students over training, over uh, coaching so many students is that, and even in myself, honestly, in myself, I've noticed this too, is that there would be buffers that would come in 
where I would procrastinate at specific times. And those specific times were when I was opening myself up to more of me, right? The meditation, the exercise, the uh, mind management work, you know, all those little, little things that, that, you know, you plan to do for your own self-development, your own improve improvement. If you're buffering in there, you know, it's that avoidance of looking at yourself out of really out of fear and pain of what you think you're going to find in there. You know, your brain knows what you're going to find in there. So it's rather just avoid. It's like a pre avoidance, right? I'm, before I start to feel those emotions, I'm just going to avoid them altogether through procrastination of doing this work and just seeking that pleasurable emotion, right? That emotional response, that dopamine. So if you find yourself buffering instead of, right? If there's a procrastination around self-development, procrastination around doing, you know, working out, looking at your mind, you're doing many meditations, self-care, uh, even reading, like getting into reading or, or, or learning, anything, building your business. You know, when you have your calendar, if there's that avoidance of massive action, take a look at that because that is another form of buffering. Then there's this over-desire. If you have any over-desire for anything, if you feel in thought, like in your thought and in your emotion, if you have any thought that I, I want this, I want this, I want this, and you have this over-want, this over-desire for this particular thing, understand that not, that is a form of buffering. Like your brain is telling you you've created this situation where now you have a desire for a stimulus-reward, stimulus-reward, stimulus-reward. There's the thought, I want this. There's the desire, that urge. Then there's the action to, to do the buffer, which is the reward for more of the thought and the feeling, creating that over-desire. If there's anything in your life that you feel compulsive or impulsive action around, that you have any over-desire around, I highly recommend you take a look at what that thing is. And a lot of times we don't even know. You know, for a lot of uh, men, there is an over-desire for sex, and that over-desire for sex is self-created. Although the brain... And I've heard this from a lot of my students, you know, our brain will very quickly jump to rationalize and say, oh, no, 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 it's testosterone, right? It's just being a man, like I'm just wired to have this desire for women, you know, I'm just desired to have this desire for people, you know, let's have this sexual desire. And the truth is, no, you've created that. You've created that over desire. Yes, you have a desire. Yes, you have sexual desire. You know, we have that psychology of keeping our species alive, right? There is that like that drive for sex because it's that pleasurable thing. But if there's an over desire, if you're if you're finding yourself always thinking about it, you know, sort of in your mind space, that's not intentionally there, that you're not choosing to think about it, but it's always coming up. You always have this desire to to act and reward your desire for this thing, this sex, this alcohol, this uh, television, this um, whatever the buffer is, then be, just be aware of that. Take a look and see if you have that control or if there's oversight. If you want to have ever ask yourself that question, then just try not doing it. Try not rewarding yourself with that activity and see what happens. <laughs> see how agitated, irritated, or otherwise you get because you really want to reward that behavior. See what happens when deprivation sets in. 
Another thing you can do to look at to see if you've got any buffers, brother, is to really take a look at any in unintended results. If you have any results in your life that are unintentional, what are the actions creating those? Like, what are the actions and habits that are driving those, that are literally the cause of those effects? Because when you look at, at your unintended results and you really understand that your results are an effect of your actions that you are creating, what it is that you have then you can become more aware of what those actions are. And are those actions creating the results that you want? Are there, are there habits that you want to stop because you are looking at the results that they are creating? So there's a lot of ways to determine if you're buffering other than to just having this sort of definition that there are actions that we take to avoid uncomfortable emotions. I want you to take a look at net negatives. I want you to take a look at where you're not showing up for yourself, avoiding, you know, looking at yourself and doing that work on yourself. Look at where you have places of over desire, where your brain is telling you you want, you want, you want without you actually being in control of that desire. And take a look at also your results. Do you have results? that you're not creating intentionally and what are the actions that are, in t that are creating these results because awareness is the first place. Awareness is where you always begin. You know, my teacher Joe Dispenza says, once you become aware, once you shift with your prefrontal cortex, once you shift a thought, a belief from the unconscious or subconscious into the conscious, into the space where now you know that your brain is telling you this, then it becomes a choice. At that point, you are no longer acting out the unconscious sentences of your brain. Now you are conscious of what your brain is telling you, and you can choose whether to follow the directions of that sentence, follow the sort of the urge, follow the, 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 the conditioning of, that, of those words, or to choose other sentences, or to choose a different story. So examine your life and see if you have any of these things happening in your life. Now, to finish off this episode, I want to talk to you guys about what is the value of stopping buffering. Like, who cares? Why is it so valuable? I'm going to do multiple episodes. I'm going to talk about those in a minute. But why is buffering so, like, why is stopping buffering? Why is ending buffering so valuable? First off, I want to tell you, you don't have to stop buffering. You know, it's not required for cognitive mastery. You don't have to ever do anything. You can develop cognitive mastery without stopping buffering, you know, without looking at and cutting back on whatever activities you're using to buffer. You don't have to do that. You know, you can still develop cognitive mastery without it. And furthermore, you don't have to develop cognitive mastery at all. You don't have to listen to this podcast or anything else. You can live your life however you want. But the reasons why I like to work with my students on buffering as they enter their cognitive mastery and development is number one, because you see results in your life so quickly and you begin to create evidence of your alpha state in a couple different ways. Number one, you see your results in your life so quickly because you have a net negative reversal, right? Like right immediately, like when you stop uh, eat overeating, you start to see weight loss, Right? You start to see the stored energy that you've put on your body sort of as a, as a negative or as a sort of a, a net result of the excess calories that you're eating that your body doesn't need. You start to see those that, that stored energy go away because you're no longer putting that energy into your body. So you have that net negative reversal. Same thing with drinking, right? You know, there's lots of things that happen when you stop drinking, you know, the headaches, the, the, the hangovers, the headaches, the embarrassing moments. Same thing with, you know, when you stop watching pornography or stop watching television, there's a lot of this net negative reversal. 
but there's also that change of behavior. So not only do you see your results in your life quickly in terms of like the, the net negative reversal, you also get to see how you are in control of your behavior, how much power you have in determining what you do. And I, it, and it's so fascinating to watch my students when this happens for them, because when it happens and, and they really like change a full on behavior, they look back on the behavior they used to have in, in their current life where they're in this new sort of lifestyle. It's so fascinating because along with the lifestyle change comes this sense of power, comes a sense of, whoa, I created this. I had the attention and I made it happen. And it's, and it's very nice to do that with buffering because you can see the results. You can see the results in your life very quickly. The other reason I like to introduce buffering to my students early on in their cognitive mastery development is because you learn how to work with all three components of cognitive mastery. You learn how to work with your thoughts. You learn how to become aware of the sentences in your brain that are driving the urge, that are driving the emotion. You learn to sit with the emotion. You learn to sit with the urge, a, a tool I call allowing the urge, you know, that urge to reward yourself with the buffer, right? You have this urge, this over-desire. So you learn how to allow emotion, which is the second component of self-cognitive mastery. You know, you have the cognition, you become aware of the thoughts, you, you have the thoughts there, you, become, you allow the urge, and you also work with your behavior. You work with allowing the urge, allowing the whatever it is to be there, and taking a different action. You know that no matter how you think and feel, you can still think and feel, you can still have that happening in your cognomotive state and take your body on a different path. Say, okay, it's okay that I have this urge, but I don't need to reward the urge. I don't need to act in this buffer. And that alone begins to unravel the buffer, right? It begins to undo that over urge. But you work with all three of those areas. You work with your thoughts, your sentences, your stories. You work with your emotions. You're saying, okay, I'm feeling this. This is okay. I can handle, like I can allow this to be here without it being so powerful and so overpowering for me that it becomes this driving, this driving force that puts me into acting this way. You can allow that to be there and then take a different action and observe yourself taking a different action, which again is empowering you to know that you can have that desire without rewarding it, which again begins to unravel that over-desire. You know, another reason is because you master your self-created over-desire. I, I want to say that, like, you understand that, you start to understand that you are in control. You start to understand that it's not this external thing. It's not this, you know, you, you're, not, you're not addicted, right? You don't, it's not this thing that has this power over you, that you are, are born with, like, this genetic makeup where you are an addict and that thing, that whatever that you know, buffer, whatever that um, external addictive substance is, has this like genetic control over you. What you do is you master your self-created over-desire. You take back your control. You take back your power. And again, that is so, that's, it's, it's so empowering, but it gives you so much evidence for your alpha state. It gives you so much evidence for how you are an alpha male and how you do decide how you live your life and how you do determine what results you create in your, in your world. So when you master your self-created over-desire, you also master your ability to create desire in other forms of your life the desire for showing up in your relationships with love, the desire for showing up in your relationship with yourself, whether it's with yourself, your business, your money, your, your 
all of your uh, external with confidence, with knowing that you can handle all of that. So having that self-created over-desire mastered really gets into indomitable self-confidence, which is why I love working with new students on their buffering. Another reason, and the last reason I'll mention here as we get into the end of this episode, is that it frees up your time and energy. Guys, understand that buffering takes up so much time and energy, no matter what your buffer is, whether it's drinking, right? It's like, oh, but coach, you know, I only have like, you know, six beers a night. It's not that much. It doesn't take much time to drink those. No, but you know, you drink those and then you're you're, you're feeling the effects of that for the rest of the night. Same thing with uh, k- uh, games on a phone, right? Some I've got students that'll play 30 minutes a day. So I got students that'll play hours a day. And this is per day, you know, 24 hours in a day. Some of that we're resting. We all rest for various hours, you know, depending on how much sleep you get. But you know, you only have so many hours in the day. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. And how much of those hours do you want to put towards this very synthetic, this very concentrated form of false pleasure? Again, it's really up to you. But when you remove that, the value is you get all that time back to where now you can put it towards your intentional results, putting towards taking action that will drive you towards what it is you want to create in your life. And energy, the mental and emotional energy that goes along with that, you know, the not avoid the over desire and all the rewarding that comes to that the, 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 of, of taking of taking it's like I need I need I need when you eliminate that you free yourself up to creating you free yourself up to giving you free yourself up to contributing and that's where the value starts to flow out of you which again turns into your purpose and creating massive wealth for yourself which is what we're working on in the academy this month but in terms of buffering it doesn't matter what your goals are I love I love to really enroll new students and start to work with them on how to take control over their actions through their their thoughts, emotions, and actions through the buffering aspect, through are there actions in your life that you're looking to alter or change. So here's the thing. Let me recap real quick, guys. First, so important, determine if you want to stop buffering. You don't have to. And you will be going through some discomfort when you do. So you really got to make a choice. You really got to decide. Now, the good news is all the things I just mentioned, right? Freeing up the time and energy. You know, you're mastering yourself, create over desire. You learn to work with all three components of cognitive mastery and develop indomitable self-confidence. You know, you get to see results very quickly. You get all these things, but you really have to to want to. You have to really want to, and you have to really like your reason for wanting to. If you want to stop buffering so you can be a good person, like you can be better, right? You're basically saying to yourself that you think you're a bad person until you stop buffering, and that is going to lead you to more buffering, (laughs) right? Because you don't want to think you're a bad person. That's not going to feel good. That's going to lead you to more buffering. So the first thing is decide what you want if you want to stop buffering, and then why doing that is so important to you. Now, why is it important? And you really like your reason. Make sure you love your reason for wanting to stop buffering. Second, observe where in your life you are buffering. And you know what? Use the expanded definition. Are you doing any activity that fits into the following definitions? Are you doing any activity that has any net negatives? Are you doing any activity that is avoiding you looking at yourself, that is avoiding for you, procrastinating for you, doing any type of self-development, any type of self-knowledge work? Are you partaking in any activity that is over-desired, that you feel an impulsive control or like compulsive, like lack of control around. Do you have any actions 
that are creating unintended results, right? You know, these actions, these habits that you want to stop. And finally, are you avoiding any uncomfortable emotions? Like, look at that, really look at that in your life, pay attention to what you're doing, and do they fit into any of those five categories? Now, from there, determine what those are. Number one, do you want to stop? Number two, where where are these things? What are these things? And then as we get into multiple episodes, I'm going to talk a lot more about why we buffer and the link between our buffering behavior and how our brain is wired for survival, how it's wired that survival. And we're going to talk about the motivational triad of the beta brain and how the alpha male trains his brain to operate from a different motivational triad. And we're going to talk about how to stop buffering for good, like forever. So you can enjoy the behaviors of watching TV, drinking alcohol, having sex, you know, enjoying video games or anything else without creating an over desire. Like you can still do these things. These things are required. They're so fun. They're so pleasurable. They're so amazing. And they're such an important part of life. For me, like I believe that, you know, all of life is here to be experienced. It's all a part of our humanity. It's just the over desire. It's when we lose control. That's the beta condition. In our alpha state as alpha men, we have control over our thoughts, emotions, and actions. And so the buffering is not the same as the action. We still want to watch TV. We still want to, you know, have a beer. We still want to have amazing sex. We still want to enjoy, you know, these parts of life, you know, have great food. But without the desire, without the over desire, without the compulsive action that takes up our mental and emotional space. And when you're ready to take a deep dive into how to elevate your alpha, faster and with the specificity of how to apply it to your life, enroll in the academy and get started right now. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.com.